Hey everyone, it's Ariel Hawani, and I wanted to let you know that each and every week I'm part of a great program called the Ringer MMA Show. I host it alongside two absolutely brilliant minds. Their names, Chuck Mendenhall and Pete Carroll. And every Thursday, a new episode drops where we preview the weekend in mixed martial arts and react to all the biggest news. Plus, after every UFC pay-per-view, we give you a post-fight show. So this is what you have to do. Just follow the Ringer MMA show on your Spotify app so you don't miss an episode. We'll talk to you then. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Cold open question of the week, Kaz. Shoes. Are you more of a night one guy or a night two guy? So, funny enough, I think this is my first two-night WrestleMania. Really? I think this is my first one. Yeah, last year I had to do the Final Four. Oh, that's right. You skipped out. I had to skip out. And the year before that was Tampa. And it was weird because it was like rain for yeah. most of the... It was a lot got happening that night. So... That being said, I think I'm much more of a night one guy. You yeah. know what I mean? I like coming in. I like I like knowing that there's a, a bar to clear the next night. You know what I'm saying? Like that. I, like that. I thought you were going to say, I like knowing there's going to be a bar open after the show. <laughs> well, that too. Night that two, too. everybody's hitting their airplanes and stuff. You don't know who's going to be hanging out. Yeah. No, nah, I'm, I'm excited. This is, uh, you know, a, a night one. Night one WrestleMania is fun because it's like the next day, as soon as it's done, you're just like, well, how are they going to top that tomorrow? And that's always a fun thing yeah. to, to to look into. So I'm excited, man. This is going to be ill. I'm, I I'm agree. I think night one, you know, we know that you set the, the bar. You open the you open the show. Opening the show, everybody's trying to set the bar, yes. like you just said. Um, but I think that's every match on night one. Yeah, every match on night one is going to try to outdo everything on night two because there's a little bit of an inferiority complex. Right. You know, there's all that stuff. And and well, night one is almost set up. We're going to talk about it right now, but I'm asking this question because we're about to go through the entire card. Oh, yeah. Of WrestleMania 39 here in Los Angeles. We're, we're in here, the studio together. Yes. Let's start the show. What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. This is Roast Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. Husky, Steve Kazee. This is Trey Kirby. This is your girl, WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hi, this is Lillian Garcia. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to the And you're listening you're to You're listening to You're listening to And you're listening to You are listening to The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. Welcome to The Masked Man Show with Kaz. How you yeah. doing, man? I'm excited. I'm here. We're here in LA. We're all here together. Yeah, the we're, whole it's not just crew. us. It's not just us. We just got done doing Wednesday Worldwide. A little peek behind the curtain there, but we are joined 
by Wednesday Worldwide's uh, uh, Ben Cruz, who's also our uh, what's your what's your what's your nickname the 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 capo the capo of the Ring of Wrestling. <laughs> it's not, it's you, not capo. You, you change it every you change it every time, but uh, <laughs> that's fine. Uh, Stack guy Greg Greg Hyde, how you doing, man? Yo, what's up? It feels good to be in the room with everybody. I know. Yeah. This we is were just saying this off air. Like I don't think this has happened in this way. Ever. We, we've been together on multiple wrestling trips, but never like in a studio with mics and cameras and making it hot. So this is this is tight. This it's is, true. Super producer Brian Waters is hanging out in the back. I don't, are you allowed to talk? Uh, yeah, I'm in post production for Wednesday Worldwide. But <laughs> all right, I'm gonna ask you all over. the questions first. And Kerm is uh, uh, <laughs> we don't want man. All right, there we yes, go. Sir. Um, we're gonna go through all the stuff on this WrestleMania card. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna waste any time getting into it. That's wrong. Um, so I'm going to play a game that I'm going to spring on you guys. All right? Spring it. We got Greg. We got Kaz. We got Ben. We got these other guys if they want to chime in. <laughs> All right? This is going to be like a speed run. You got to just, you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say a match. You guys got to jump in. Here's what it's called. Book it, pick it, rank it. All right? Okay. I'm like going to say the match, and you can choose whether you want to tell me what you booked, fantasy booked the match, whether you want to, Pick who's going to win the match, or are you going to tell me right now, going in, where amongst the 13 matches this is going to rank when we look back at this on Monday? Oh, this is this is, this is a sneaky, oh, this is a sneaky oh shoes my goodness. moment right here, because he definitely didn't tell us about this, but I'm excited. Or this you is, can do all three. I don't know. The, the, the buzzing in process is the most, is the most uh, I'm, uh, I'm taking this as here. a personal challenge now. Now I must. All right. First um, match, the one thing that we know, the one thing we know about this WrestleMania card is that John Cena versus Austin Theory is going to open the show on Saturday, right? Um, we talked about this a little bit last time. This is a favor from John Cena to WWE. Oh, yeah. Get everybody, make sure everybody's in their seats at bell time. <laughs> um, we got a long two-day WrestleMania event coming up. I don't think it's going to be any trouble. I don't know if you guys, I mean, we've all been to WrestleManias before. I don't think I've ever been to a WrestleMania where I felt like um, I wasn't one of the last people sitting down. <laughs> people, yeah. people turn out, and they turn out on time. Um, but number one, Kaz... You're the co-host of the show. Yes, sir. Uh, let's let's do it. Austin Theory versus John Cena. Do you want to book it, pick it, or rank it? Um, I'm going to pick it. All right. This is an Austin Theory win. I think uh, you said this is a great favor John Cena's doing for WWE, right? And just as important as the main event is who opens the show. After we get the ill signature and like the celebrity video package, whoever narrates all that, and you're all hyped up, and then, you know, you're starting to hear the theme song and all that type of stuff. That first song that you hear, once you get all the new stuff out, is so key. And that first song you're going to hear is My Time Is Now. Like, how, yeah. how, how, what what better way do you want us to open up WrestleMania Hollywood than, you know, uh, John Cena, one of the most mm -hmm. famous wrestlers, actors, voice actors <laughs> on the planet. Um, that being said... I think this is a an even bigger favor because I know Austin Theory is, is probably going to go in there as as the as the victor, um, but the one thing that really stuck out to me with the with the intro and and the and the promo between these two in Boston was you know basically him saying he's not ready, one and two saying that uh, even if you win or lose, you're not you know you're gonna have to face this raw after mania crowd, you know what I mean. And they're still going to expose you and show you that you're not ready. So that leads me to believe that Austin Theory's got to do some really memorable shit to let people know, like, yo, 
I'm the next new guy. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, so I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be a convincing win. It might be a squash. Like, I, I won't be... A squash in which direction? I think it might be an Austin Theory squash. Like, that might be a, a real, you know what I'm saying? Like, eye-opening, like, holy shit, like, this kid has, like, really arrived type of thing. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be terribly competitive. Like, I think I think Cena will get some offense in. But there's no better way, in my opinion, there's no better use of John Cena right now than to to make Austin Theory look like he is the next coming of uh, uh, of their top stars. You know what I'm saying? This time next year, if all things go according to plan and, and he's not at least in the main event picture of WrestleMania 40, right? 40s next year in Philly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, yeah. He's not in the, if he's not in the main event picture by then, then it would be a waste. But I think that's the purpose of him kicking it off with John Cena as the U.S. champion because they're going to give a good year for him to be in that position where he's either going up against Cody or Roman or one of these guys. Like, the, the, the table is set for him to become, you know, the man in the next year. And this is how it starts, on kicking off WrestleMania 39, smashing John Cena. Greg, you want to pick it or rank it? Uh, book it or, or, or rank it? Sorry. I'm going to rank it. This is going to be a top five match. I, I'm... Because I feel like I have to actually rank it, I'm going to say this is going to be the number four match of the weekend, which is not disrespect. It's not the podium. I get that. You don't get a medal for fourth place, (laughs) but it is still respectable out of 13 matches. And I think... I think if if everyone's going to be honest, getting number four would be like getting number one for this match. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I I think... The bar's real low, I think. I, I think it will because, listen, this is John Cena. After the last time he came back from a hiatus, we got Indy Cena and he was busting out flips and doing everything <laughs> like that. And this is when he was up against Kevin Owens, um, pushing himself to the limit against AJ Styles. And now he's in a position where he has to do that again against Austin Theory. He said a lot in that promo, tried to embarrass the kid, tried to make him feel like he wasn't ready to stand across the ring from John Cena. But I think... In his heart of hearts, John Cena still has that chip on his shoulder that's been there his entire career, that you can't wrestle chip, that he knows that he has to prove something when the bell rings, just like Theory had to prove something when they had mics in hand. And he's going to come in and he's going to show out. And Theory is a kid that's going to push him to those limits. Like, let's be serious. Theory against Bobby Lashley, against whoever you put him against, when the bell rings, he goes. Yeah. And it's, he goes. I don't think he gets enough credit for that. No, he does not get enough credit bell for that. Bell the bell, he can go. Yeah. His foot is on the gas pedal. And Cena didn't come back to compete at a WrestleMania in a proper match. Because let's remember, he, he had the, he was absent last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I believe he was absent the year before, which takes us to 36, which was the. The Undertaker? No, that was the pandemic. That was against Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. Okay, okay, okay. Which takes us back to 35, which was the the rap battle against Elias, which (laughs) was a mage segment, but it didn't really do much, which takes us back to 34, which was the Undertaker squash, which means that for six years, Cena has been waiting to do what he does on the grandest stage. And as much as he tried to tell Theory that Theory wasn't ready, he knows that he's the one with something to prove, and he's going to prove it with the number four match of the weekend. Saturday night. I, 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 can I, may Go. I, may I rebut? I, I, I don't see it. I think, I think it's going to be a squash, man. I think, I think Cena, I just can't, can't stop thinking of that promo and just how hard he went on Austin Theory, right? I was like, damn, like, you know, he's up a little bit, right? And 
I personally don't think he goes that hard, not knowing that he's gonna put him over like like Rover. You know what I'm saying? Like it's giving me Undertaker yeah, vibes. But right? that's the thing, right? Is 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 putting him over like Rover? Theory squashing him, yeah, or Theory going no, it's, out it's and the- showing like, and Theory having to hang with John Cena because, like Cena said, you gotta the the thing is not what happens on Saturday. It's what happens, what happens on, Monday. on Monday after. Okay. Right. Theory squashing I totally, does I, not set him up for the Monday after. I totally agree. The most impressive thing Theory could do is to get a good match out of John Cena, even though we know Cena can have good matches, but right. he's been off and everything, like you were saying, Greg. Part of me does wonder if this is going to be a squash or something a little bit less than, than amazing. Because, yeah. listen... John Cena's doing a favor to WWE. That's the setup. That's basically the setup of the whole match, right? And it's the placement and everything else. Maybe part of that favor is he's not like in full ring shape yet. Like what? Like he might not be good to go yeah. for twenty minutes and put on a good match. So we don't. I don't really think we can expect anything. He's got. He's got a fast if, and furious movie to promote. I, I don't know. In a month. Listen, <laughs> it could be a thirteen minutes. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pick book it here. Okay. I, don't, I don't. I'm a little bit back and forth on this because I'm not. I don't think that. I don't think it's. We just had the empty arena promo. I I don't think it's I don't really know the mechanism for what I'm about to say. I don't think it's really it's gonna be particularly cool if like Austin Theory grabs a microphone in the match or if he like does a show opening promo or what. But I do think that the gimmick is. I mean, I, the 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 walking the line between the work and the shoot and their promos and stuff have been what makes this most interesting. The fact that John Cena is doing this match is part of that story. Mm-hmm. And if I had to pick it, I'm. If, or if I had to book it, I would pick. I would book the ending to be a non-finish. And I think, and, okay. the, and the argument is this: one, it kind of you know protects both guys and like whatever. But also, I think that there could be some super compelling if you could somehow get Austin Theory on the microphone to make the case that he's just like, I know what would happen if I win this match. Everybody on Monday is going, or everybody on after after the show is going to be saying John Cena did you a favor. Right. I don't need your fucking favors. And then just hit him with a chair 20 times. Like that's more fun. <laughs> hey. Hey. Yo, I ain't okay. Mad. I ain't right. mad at I'm it. not mad at it. I'm not mad at I'm it at all. Mad like, at I could that is Maybe that's what it is. Maybe the favor isn't like getting the good match out of John Cena. What if like John Cena's coming to be a sacrificial lamb? Yeah. Where he's basically like, yo, just beat the shit out of me for like five minutes. We don't even have a match. You literally just kill the myth of, you kill Hulkamania. You kill, yeah. you know what I mean, uh, uh, Super Cena. Mm-hmm. And, and the first match of WrestleMania Raw, like uh, of WrestleMania in, in, in Los Angeles and Hollywood. I like that. And that's like, not unheard and of. That might be a squash too. That's that, I, that, that's that's around my, th- that my thinking of like, yo, this has to be something that shows Austin Theory is like not just the next dude, but like a ruthless dude, also. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So Listen, John Cena, the sacrificial lamb, is not as crazy a thought as it as it sounds. I mean, think back to those two infamous SummerSlam matches, one against Roman Reigns, where he just, you know, he was toyed with. Yeah. And then the other one against Brock Lesnar. I hurt this man. Don't send him back to Hollywood. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I remember that. And the other one with Brock Lesnar, where he was just destroyed. Like there was a kid, I'll never forget during that match. Chanting, let's go, Cena. Oh, it starts funny. out with him. That, that was Bill Simmons' son. Yeah, that I was remember. me. Yes, I remember that. Poor, I was there. I was sitting next to Wally while that was happening. Poor, yeah. <laughs> poor kid. Poor kid. Never got, <laughs> never got what he wanted out of that. Cena got absolutely destroyed. Oh, man. Uh, That's so great. Ben, and he may sacrifice himself again on Saturday. Now, the other option, Ben Cruz, I'm going to pull you in on this one. 
is that John Cena wins in like decisive fashion just to get just to get the crowd going to start WrestleMania. <laughs> I mean, we were talking about this before we started recording, and I mean that would obviously bring this level of prestige even more so to the U.S. title because like I think that I wouldn't be mad at it honestly. Mm-hmm. Like I, the betting odds would say other otherwise, and in, it seems like you guys are all picking theory. It seems like right. Yeah. So I'm saying if that does happen. And you put that shine back on the U.S. title because I, that's my biggest issue right now with Roman having both titles is that the IC title and the U.S. title are kind of the main titles yeah. on Raw and SmackDown. I'm not mad at the elevation of it though. I think yeah. I think Gunther's done a great job. Oh of no, he's it the, he's been incredible yeah. with it. And the, the U.S. titles kind of felt kind of whatever, and okay. and and you know, especially with it being on Theory. Um, so, I mean, I think to elevate it, and if you want to, if you it seems to be, and we'll, we'll kind of get to the, the Roman of it all a little bit later, but if if you want to put the U.S. title on Cena and kind of bring that back into the equation, kind of with it. I mean, kind of with if, it. If, if, <laughs> if sports gambling and, and, and pro wrestling was legal right now and you can get some plus money on John Cena Do you winning want the title just to like pop the crowd and then like dropping it on Monday Night Raw the next Monday. You want, you want those odds? I would take those odds because the, the the fact that he mentioned what ha- what happens on Monday is was like why why bring on Monday you know what I mean like I, I wouldn't right. if I was you know if there was a third option if there was like a third like uh, you know multiversal whatever uh, uh, option to the end of this match Cena winning and then like defending the title again on Monday at the Raw after Mania. Um, I, I could be talked into that, but I just, you know, he just, Cena's just a busy. I, I, I'm too tied into the realism of Cena being hella busy, being like, hey, do the first match, get me in and out, you know what I mean? I gotta go promote Fast 13 <laughs> right. or whatever the hell it's called. Like, it's I Fast to, 10, be respectful. Fast 10, sorry, my fault. No. <laughs> Cena, plus 250 <laughs> to win the U.S. title. Plus and, 250 to win yeah. the U.S. title? I, I, I feel like... I'll put, I'll, put, I'll put 100 on it! Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's, that's some fun money, I'll take that. I feel like since this is such a momentous occasion, I owe it to y'all to drop a stat too. If Cena wins the U.S. title, he ties Ric Flair again with the most wins as a U.S. champion. Mm, People wow. always talk about him breaking Ric Flair's record. That's wow. one that he could break and nobody would be mad at if he He'll jumps never... into a, a U.S. title feud we're getting to the age though that like I don't even think the people that like revere the flair record as much are like I don't think they even know I don't, I don't think, think they, they care the as 16, much anymore the 16 like, they don't even know the, 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 if they ever put the title on Cena and get him number 17 like I think they'll be it'll, be, it'll feel a lot more like LeBron breaking the record right like it'll be like oh yeah. he's, he's been around he's earned it he's a he's an ambassador for the game like you know it makes sense like Cena should have that he should have made he should have they should have made this a belt versus career match so that so that then Cena <sighs> could start chasing Ric Flair's retirement match record. Yeah. You know? It's just like, <laughs> uh, Nobody's breaking that record. He keeps, he keeps, uh, he keeps uh, uh, you know, uh, right. separating the pack. Let's make it official. Year. Do you want to do picks as we go or picks all one to the end? Um, let's do it as I'm we go. picks as we go. Yeah, we'll picks we go. as we go. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, let's just go around the table. Kaz? Austin Theory and uh, Squash. Greg? Austin Theory. Brian? I'm going with Theory. All right. Kerm? Theory. Ben? Austin Theory. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Theory too. All right. The Bianca ne- special. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. 
superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Next match, Seth <laughs> freaking Rollins yes. versus Logan Paul. Um, for the, what? Doesn't Logan Paul have a championship of some sort? Doesn't he give him a fake, giving himself a fake championship? I think, so. I think that was Jake Paul. I think Jake Paul oh, had okay, like the yeah. colorful title. Um, uh, this is a really interesting one. Let's go with, uh, Ben, I'm going to let you start this one. Do you want to uh, book it, pick it, or rank it? I'm going to pick it. All right. And pff, my mind has changed since this match became official. Yeah. I initially had Logan Paul mm-hmm. winning. I, I've got Seth now. Um, and I think... Uh, so the contract, the Logan Paul contract stuff is, is now stuck in my head. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's up after after WrestleMania, obviously. And I mean... Seth just has a shit ton of momentum right now where I don't know if you could stop it for someone you're unsure is going to be part a big part of the company kind of moving forward, right? Like if, you know, if Seth's going to be part of the title picture at some point, like you got to, you have to keep riding with him and everything that yep. he's built. It's, it's been such an organic build for Seth mm-hmm. over the last few months that, and he, you know, he kind of ate it last year, right? With bringing back Cody. Cody, yeah. I think he he's owed a big win on the big stage against uh, a big figure like Logan Paul. Well, I think that I think that anytime you go to what a wrestler is owed, you could end up convincing yourself of something that may or may not be true. But That's I fair. do. But we did just we we just finished up with Wednesday Worldwide, and and I was talking to, with Brian on the show about matches that I want Cody, you know, that I could see Cody having if he wins the if the championship Sunday night. I mean, obviously the Seth one is sitting right there, and I think that that one is really the one that makes the most sense for maybe not on Monday, but in terms of after the Roman Reigns thing dies down. um, I think they've done a really good job in WWE over the past several months of of create or sort of creating, labeling whatever you want to say, a top of the card group that all feel really vital and significant. And there's people that are on the way up. Seth Rollins is an interesting place because he's always been 1B. And it's it almost takes more effort to get somebody who's been sitting in the B chair a lot, you know, for so long into the A chair, you know, mm-hmm. or, or on the A table. I don't know what stupid metaphor to use. <laughs> um, I think Seth needs this. And I think it makes a lot of sense for WWE to to establish Seth. And also it's like the value of the match. Like Seth winning is a good, is it, you know, it's a big thing and it's a big win at WrestleMania or whatever. Losing is so is so much more meaningful. Yeah. Right. He like he stands to lose way more than he stands to win. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think, Cass? I think uh, the the Logan Paul contract stuff definitely makes me raise an eyebrow. It's like, all right, he he said this is his his contract's up after WrestleMania, so would probably behoove them to have him win and then just go away. Right. That's the only thing that makes me think he's gonna win. Is it that that feels like it's just a ham fisted T like a ham fisted uh work in the fan sort of thing. True. But one thing I do I do want to give uh Seth and Logan Paul is that I think this is the first Logan Paul feud in WWE that he's working like fully heel. 
right? Like, and that was kind of always my thing with Logan Paul in WWE. I was like, oh man, people are going to love to boo this guy. Like, it's going to be the illest shit. And, you know, now Seth is getting this organic sort of like following again, you know what I mean, with the songs and, and the entrance and the drip god and all this type of stuff. And he's getting, and, and lo and behold, scratch everything I just said before. The fact that we're like literally having like, yo, is Logan Paul <laughs> going to beat this like surefire first battle Hall yep. of Famer, like just gives you as much, you know, respect for Logan Paul in the ring. So I think off rip, this match was made because we know it's just going to be a fire match, right? Like Logan Paul's going to do some wild shit. Seth Rollins is probably one of the best in-ring performers of, of a generation, at least in that, in that S tier of in-ring performers. And, um, you know, with, with, the uncertainty of what's going to happen with at the, at the main event with Roman and, you know, Cody and Seth has kind of been on the perimeter of that world title picture for almost a year and hasn't really gotten fully into it. I think a way, a big win over Logan Paul puts him right back in the conversation. I think Cody Rhodes, if he ends up going over, put Seth Rollins back in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, and I think the fact that he's gotten this legitimately, you know, organic, uh, I guess, second wind as a baby face. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to help him a lot, especially going after a guy like Logan Paul, who I think is going to be so working as heel as he's ever worked as as a WWE competitor. And yeah. I think, you know, if this is his last match, uh, you know, before, uh, you know, his contract is up, I think him working heel might be enough of a bite to be like, oh, man, this is... This is way better than being a good guy. <laughs> like, I want to do this more. You know what I'm saying? So I think, uh, the all in all, I think Seth Rollins wins. But I don't think it's about, like, who wins that match. I think it's just going to be... I think that, if we're talking ranking, mm-hmm. like, that's, like, my top two, top three. Like, that is absolutely going to be a show stealer. That's going to be a follow this sort of match between... Uh, if we're talking about Austin Theory getting a good match out of John Cena, we know Logan Paul can get a good match out of anybody, and so can Seth Rollins. So... That has the potential to be the match of the night. It's definitely going to be the most viral match of the night. And, you know, uh, I'm, I'm positive we'll see a bunch of TikToks mm. and Sports Center highlights from it and all that type of stuff. But I think Seth Rollins goes over. You call it the most viral match of the night. I mean, that is second a slap, most, in the face to, <laughs> slap in the face to Big Omos and Brock Lesnar. I can't wait for that one. Can we get into that one? Yeah, after? we'll do that one next. But before we get out, Greg, what okay. do you... What do, do, well, first of all, rank this match. Rank, rank, rank Rollins, uh, uh, Paul. I'm looking at a, I'm looking at the card, and I think realistically, this could be the match of the show. I mean, I think bo- it's I think it's a, um, I think it's a strong likelihood that either Roman Cody or the tag match will be everyone's match of the weekend. Will be you know everyone's match of the of WrestleMania. But in terms of like work rate. Whatever else, this is this could be this might be one B. I just took Seth Rollins, tried to take Seth Rollins out of one B. Did it to him again. (laughs) Did it to him again. I have to say this though, while while you guys were talking, I was listening, and everybody brings up this point about you know if Cody wins, Seth wins, Seth is right there for Cody. But let's go back just a couple of months. What was Seth? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. What was Seth doing before he was waiting for Cody to show up? He was feuding with Roman. Yeah, he beat Roman at the Rumble. Granted. It last was champion's person, advantage. Last person to get a victory over him. It yep. was champion's advantage, mm-hmm. which is still technically a win for Roman because you see he still has the hardware on his shoulder. But Seth is a guy who I do agree with Ben. He needs a win. 
I don't think he's. I think he's had one win on pay per view. There have since. been rumors of a of if they don't do the the Cody KO and Zayn versus the Bloodline match at at, uh, at Backlash. I, there have been whispers of a of just Cody Roman Seth triple threat at least for that show or one after that. Because yes, yeah, Seth is a guy who you who no matter who walks out as undisputed Universal Champion, we can get to that later. Seth is the guy who can emerge as a challenger for either one of them. But for that to be the case, he has to get the win against Logan Paul. He has to. Has what if to. they just, what, what if they did, they did, during the Cody Roman match, what if they like, right before it goes down, Seth just ran out with a briefcase again, even though he doesn't have a briefcase. <laughs> I'm not and a brown briefcase. Yeah. <laughs> just to unlock it himself. No, he just bought one at the merch shop, you know, and like whatever, he's bought the authentic, I uh, went to the superstore and got the authentic money in the bank briefcase. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and they think, stopped them at the building. Like, yo, you can't bring this in here. <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be nuts. Okay, let's do picks for this match. Ben, Seth, Kaz, Seth, Greg? Seth, Brian. Uh, I gotta go, Rollins. Kerm, Logan. That's right. Oh. Thank God, because now, right. now I'm not obligated to pick Logan Paul out of some sort of. <laughs> I was about to do it again. I was about to say that too many of y'all going to Seth. I'm gonna go Logan. Uh, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta go. I, I mean, this one wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if Logan won. I mean, I think that you always have, like, like I always say, wins and losses don't matter, and you can balance this out either way. Uh, when you have competing interests, like the massive celebrity of someone like Logan Paul and the and the crossover appeal, whatever else. And Logan's gotten the best of him like literally every time on this on this road. Yeah, and to the and the build on like a triple H loser streak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got yeah. knocked out three times. I think times. so, but I but I think it, you know, if I got it's a coin flip. Even if it's a coin flip, I I'm gonna lean towards Seth Rollins. All right, you, we just talked about it. Big Omas, Brock Lesnar. For, I mean, you could probably yeah. do the you could probably do the entire build to this feud without any edits Nothing. in one like eight minute promo package. Nothing is that about right? I mean, they've done they had a couple of meetups in the ring and you know, big, but it hasn't been that much stuff. Um, it's so far, it's basically been almost getting the best of Brock Lesnar, but Brock sort of laughing it off. Yes, yep. Is yes. that right? No, not exactly though. Because the last time Brock Brock uh, put his skates on on Monday. He was, oh, that's right. Yeah, I didn't running. I didn't know Brock had had such a wonderful <laughs> moonwalk. You know, he was out of there. <laughs> It's a, it was, it was I a, just I just want to go on the record and say that I said this on Twitter. I say I all that with respect, Brock. Don't and I want to say it so everybody Spotify ran can hear me. When this match slaps, <laughs> I don't want to hear nothing from none of y'all. All of y'all, yep. Brian, YouTube, everybody over here. Not here, obviously, but on the internet, wrestling Twitter, I was like, ah, that's what we're doing with Brock Lesnar. Ah, almost, ah, almost sapiens, ah. You just watch. You just we got a, a twenty to thirty second preview of what that match was gonna be like overall this past week, right? Which is a Brock Lesnar special, five minutes, all impact, no rest holds, just <laughs> huge, big like Godzilla versus Hydra, just like insane. Just comically large men just beating the hell out of each other for five minutes, and it's gonna fucking rule, <laughs> yep. yo. This is gonna I'm tell people. This is gonna that be, is gonna be the st- number. We're ranking Soul Steelers number one. Yeah, number one. Listen, everyone's gonna be talking about Big Omos <laughs> and Brock on Monday night. I promise right. you. This is gonna I be. Promise you. This is going to be 
this generation's Hogan Andre. Come on. Less problematic. Come on. In we, four, need a new, we need a new signature in the in title. In 4K <laughs> with much more impressive feats of strength. Listen, everybody's talking about that F5, and it's absolutely going to happen. Brock is absolutely going to F5 Omos, but those German suplexes oh, are going to ring off yo. also, and Omos is going to just bounce Brock around the ring like Shaq. Yo, Brock, here's it's the thing. It's going to happen. Here's the thing. People, everybody thinks I'm trolling or bullshitting or whatever, right? Like, a, one of the greatest sellers of all time is Brock, Brock Lesnar. Like, when Brock Lesnar feels like selling, he makes everything look... Like, go look at those Brian matches, those Finn matches, AJ yep. matches. These oh, are yeah. guys that are way smaller than him, and he was bumping like a madman for these guys. Samoa Joe, Goldberg. And his facial expressions, too. He's he, Like, you don't expect Brock to throw his body around right. as much as he does, but, like, he even... Gets that look like, yo, what is happening? This is this totally is a separate quest. sidebar. I'm sorry, but Brock, you're right. He can sell like crazy. Yes. He can do a lot of things in the ring he doesn't always do. Right. You know, he's also incredibly funny. You mentioned the moonwalk. Yes. There's a lot of like physical <laughs> comedy. So here's my question. I'm going to give this to you, Ben. If Brock Lesnar was never, well, we'll forget about the UFC thing, but if Brock Lesnar was 185 pounds, would he be a successful professional wrestler? No, of course not. No. <laughs> you don't I think, think he so. has it? I think so. Because, uh, look, the intangible... I mean, 185 shoot pounds, he'd be billed at 225. Okay, like, would he, okay. If he was a regular-sized guy... If he was the size of AJ Styles... Yeah, would he be... I think, I think he could do it. I, I think, think so, too, because let's remember, even without being the size of AJ Styles... Brock can do the things AJ Styles does. Yes. We've seen him do a shooting star press. We've seen him fly around the ring. They have to tell him. <laughs> We've seen him do nine, nine tenths of a shooting we star might, press. We might get the shooting star press. We might get the shooting star press. If there's any time to go up, like, yo, all right, we're talking about people might be leaving. You know what I mean? Might be the, the swan song for a lot of people. Might be one for Brock Lesnar, too, allegedly. A lot of people saying this might be his mm -hmm. last run. There's a lot of things that he's made right over his career. He the made Goldberg the Goldberg match. thing yep. right. You know what I'm saying? He went and, you know what I mean, put a lot of people over. He got Roman right. You know what I mean? He got a lot of shit right. There's one, one thing on his resume that he has not rectified in his career yet. WrestleMania 19, uh, 19 or 18? I, 19. 18. No, it's 19. WrestleMania 19, when that match should have ended with the most spectacular shooting star press on Kurt Angle we've ever seen. And if there is, if... Not only we get an F5, <laughs> but Brock Lesnar goes, you know what? <laughs> we going we go, we gonna finish this the right way. And he pulls out that shooting star press to it's win not, the match. It's, it's not seen. Omos is a bigger, a bigger spot to land on, too. It's, it's, a, yeah. lot, it's a lot of target. Yeah. You ain't missing. It's, it's, this is where I gotta step in as a producer. <laughs> <laughs> you wildin'. I'm on yes. You wildin', bro. There's no way. You see how big Brock is now? Yes. I he's bigger than what he was back Brock then. Is, his prime. He's but you know he is. You know what he has, has now, though? He has a performance center with, with the mat. With the not, not saying that he's gonna be down there. I don't know if he, if he would or won't. Brock Lesnar's not he, getting on a plane just for fun, man. They'll send it to him. They'll send it to him. He's they send it to Minnesota yeah. or Saskatchewan, wherever yeah, he's at. He's got a trash man out there. If but, there's anything, not only is he is he you know making amends for like all the stuff that he has, but if you know, but what you do on the way out is you know hand the baton to some, not hand the baton, but you know you give somebody <laughs> some. You give somebody some some buzz on the way out. I agree. You I don't gotta beat Omos to give him that buzz, but if you give him those moments where. You know, even though Andre the Giant was the one who lost the match, we see that scoop slam on every single signature every time you start WWE. It's like Michael Jordan jumping from the free throw line, right? 
Yeah. The case you're trying to make is that the great Brock Lesnar feud is yes. not Angle. It's not Cena. It's yes. not uh, Goldberg. It's against gravity. It's gravity. It's <laughs> <laughs> gravity. But so Brock it, versus gravity. But so, <laughs> but, but so the argument you're making, should, shouldn't he be putting gravity over on the way out? Did you go? Well, he's got, he already he's has. got to be laying on his gravity back. Gravity owes him one. He's, yeah, gravity exactly. owes him one. He's going to lay on his back. He's got to so get his Gravity's going to be put over. Right? He just got to get the shooting star press off. Okay, here's a, we got to move on. But, but uh, Greg, let me ask you this question. Well, Kerm was right. If they, if Brock Lesnar, I mean, if Brock Lesnar goes up to you if you're Triple H, whoever's in charge, and he's just like, yeah, I'm going to do the shooting star press again. I'm going to pull it out. This Triple H would be wise to be like, no. <laughs> Let's think of something <laughs> right. else you could do. What would be the craziest thing if you're Triple H or whoever's making these calls that you would say yes to? If they were like, here's what we're going to do. Brock's like, I'm going to F5 Omos, where I'm going to get on the top rope Put him on my shoulders and F five him through a table on the floor. Do you say yes to that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like either where, however, it's gonna depend on how that stage looks. Yeah. Somebody's gotta do something off that. Like if you're oh, gonna off, like the jumbotron, not the jumbotron, but like if there's like a little crash pad underneath, like the rampway, like the rampway or something like right. that, like the the Dudley Boy special, that little mm-hmm. area where May Young used to get tossed over all the time. You know what I mean? Like there's a spot over there, bro. There's something that you got to do. You're not putting that match on the card of WrestleMania if you don't plan on doing something fucking crazy. <laughs> like you have yeah, to. they have to. There's going to be a, a WWE tra- 2K OMG moment that happens. they bring like the tractor back or the the, uh, the digger? What, what did he what what was, 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 was a tractor. It was a tractor. Yeah. tractor. I mean, that was that's what it was. Like, we had seen Roman versus Brock a million times. Oliver, I was thinking, oh, God, what what else could these guys do that we haven't seen? And then he fucking pulls out a tractor. You know what I'm saying? First, he dumped Roman with the tractor. Then he tried to... Throw the ring on top of Roman. Yeah, <laughs> with the bro. They should he just go up against gravity. They should too. have he him chasing. The joint. They should have Brock chase Omos like into the backstage area. Like Brock has the tractor. Omos is running away. They go backstage and they cut to a pre-tape where the tractor like hits Big Omos and it explodes. Yeah. Like Omos is just standing there on the <laughs> Oh, you're not killing off Omos. <laughs> no, no, killing no. Off Brock. Omos beats the tractor. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's do our picks here. It's gonna be awesome. This is actually a really tough one to pick. It is tough. Guys, who you got? It is tough. It is tough. I'm a proud Omos sapien, so yo, I'm gonna go Omos, man. I am. I am. I think I'm leaning Omos, yo. I'm thinking I'm an Omos right here, man. I think this is the Omos moment. I think ben? it's the Omos moment. I'm going Brock. I'm going Brock too. Yeah. What, what do you What do you got, yeah. Kerman Brian? Brock don't show up to lose matches, man. I'm picking <laughs> Brock. I'm picking Brock. I think the contract thing is a good. I mean, we're gonna come up on this 15 times during this car, but that's a good. It might that if that's the smoke screen for Brock to win, that's I, I don't mind it. I don't go with Omos, man. I think it's time. I think that it's this time. is swerve coming. It's time, man. I do it's think time. that there's a chance. There's always that looming hurt business reunion. There could be a lot of stuff going on here that could lead to a Brock loss. That could cover up a Brock loss. I, I mean, in a straight pick him, I'm going Brock. But I, uh, actually, you know what? I'm I'm gonna. Does go Lashley get involved in this match? Yeah, come yeah on this now. could be the spot for Lashley to do something, you know, and, and legitimize it. it, it who who knows? Who knows? But a reform, a reformed heart business at WrestleMania, defeating Brock Lesnar in his second straight WrestleMania. I still think Brock, there's money in Brock joining the hurt business. That's uh, <laughs> I'm still holding. Yeah, we hope. can still we can still yo. <laughs> The Brock and the Brock and Bobby buddy comedy, like that's you know the sensitive Bash Brothers. You know what I mean? We can still do it. No, still it's do true. It. It's Damn, true. Bray. Bray wasn't hurt. That would have been popping. Pop. Oh man! <laughs> so I guess is this match of the night, huh? Almost sapiens show stealers. 
Brian, slap Ben, it. you still got the betting odds up there? I do. What are the what what odds do they have on this on on Brock Lesnar being historically less problematic than Hulk Hogan at the end? As, as, as Stackhouse said, he is in twenty years when we look back, is that going to hold up? He is a minus eight hundred. Oh, great, Ooh, Brock. It's good for Brock. Him. Oh, that's easy. So and it's Omos. Omos is a plus four hundred. I'm I'm slamming that. Are you kidding me? Easily. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. Uh, I'm just going to keep running down the, the official Wikipedia card here. The next one is the six-woman uh, tag team match, Trish Lita and Becky Lynch versus Damage Control. Stat guy Greg, do you want to book it, pick it, or rank it? I'm going to pick it, and I'm going to pick Damage Control. I mean, listen, as fantastic, like Lita and Trish, legitimate Hall of Famers, Becky Lynch, future Hall of Famer, Becky Lynch shows up and shows out at WrestleMania, but they're just three legends. Damage control at this point is a well-oiled machine. And one thing we've seen at WrestleMania time and time again is that when legends run up against the future, which let's be real, Dakota Kai and EO Sky, that's that's what they are. Mm-hmm. And two words that describe them is the future. The legends, it's like they hit a brick wall. And that's gonna happen again to, to Lita, Trish, and Becky, I'm predicting. So I'm going, I'm gonna pick damage control. I agree. I also just feel like, okay, there's a bunch of competing things. One, there was that rumor. I feel bad because Gewurz like went off on the, the the leaking of rumors or whatever, and this was the one that was at stake. But there was the rumor that we're going to have a, a, a Becky Lynch versus heel Trish Stratus match at some point in the future. So mm. that's an opportunity for some shenanigans or whatever. Also, it just feels like Becky Lynch, like, I feel like Becky Lynch is in that stage of her career where if she's not in the abs and she's not in the main event, she's calling her own shots. And this feels like an opportunity time where even though damage control losing would just, it just seems like a right. It just seems so easy, so obvious. And this is the, we've said over and over again, the Triple H booking regime was, does it make sense? Is it cool? Okay. Makes a lot of sense for these legends to be celebrating at the end. But I just feel somehow deep down, like when it comes down to it, Becky Lynch is going to be like, you know what would be actually be better is is Bailey and Damage Control winning, and that everyone's just going to be like, "All right, cool, let's figure out how to get there." Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think, Cass? I think I, I'm, I'm in the same way you're thinking, right? Like, I kind of feel like you bring in these. Le- I've said it a bunch of times, right, throughout this entire thing. You bring in Cena to get Austin Theory going. You bring in Lesnar to get Omos going. You bring in Lita and Trish to get this new generation of women going. And even though the tag team. You know, division of the women's uh, uh, of the women's roster uh, has been not great. You know what I'm saying? Like, it hasn't been as deep as it has been in, in previous years. Um, I don't think you bring them back to not, uh, you know, make damage control look great. And on top of that, uh, it does feel like Trish is going to be around a little longer. Um, and I think a Trish and Becky match is something. That is really interesting down the line. You know what I'm saying? So I think there's a possibility there. Uh, I don't know, but I don't know. It's tough to call because there are, it is, 
it is a lot of legends in there. And there aren't really a lot of, like, they haven't really, to be honest, haven't really wrote and written the, the women's storylines to be that great leading into WrestleMania. So. Can I tell you, about, about, that is, that sub subtext yeah. that whatever is picking up some steam it hasn't been great that has not been that's a conversation that is that is went from bubbling in the background to being real loud I think that um, Greg you gotta rank this but I think but take into account that it does like everyone's gonna go into this match saying they gotta we, gotta, we gotta do something yeah. we got a lot to prove here what yeah. do you think What's your, what, what do you, how are you gonna rank it Greg and if you rank it too low, we're going to be offended. There's going to be a lot of people paying attention. Listen, it's going to be better than both tag team showcases. I don't know Ricochet's in that one, man. That might be, he might be doing some shit. He might, but I mean, and Tez. you know, yeah. eight-man eight tag team match, how, how much higher up the card can you bump it? Throw some ladders in there, people like it. <laughs> I'm, I feel like this is going to be a top 10 match. Okay. A top 10. Because I'm looking at the card, Definitely right? top 20. There's 20 matches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be mid. Listen. You're basically saying it's going to be mid. I'm looking at the card. Like, it's not going to be It's not going to be mid. That's the literal definition of mid. If it's, it's not going to be mid. It's 20. But this card is stacked. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking right at it. We got... It's really hard. Edge and Finn Balor in a Hell in a Cell, right? We got Gunther, Sheamus, and Drew, and they're just going to go to war. Yeah. They're going to go to war. You know, Charlotte and Rhea... They have that history on their side, and they are also <laughs> ready for war. Roman and Cody is—it's the biggest heel in wrestling in a long time, against the biggest babyface in wrestling also in a very long time. So damage control—I mean, they're up against it just in terms of the hype for being being looked at as as a top tier mm. match. But then again, those are the matches that steal the show, right? We we already know what to expect from. Omas and Brock Lesnar, so expectations set you up for disappointment. That, so I, I, I mean, I don't. We're talking about the booking rank. of women's matches. So I, I mean, I don't want to. This isn't going to be compared to either of the women's championship matches coming out. But I will, since we're just talking about the booking of that whole division, I'm just going to make the bold prediction that we will rank this match higher than one of the two championship women's championship matches coming out of the weekend. I think so. I mean, I think it'll. But it, it, I just think it's so easy. I mean, not easy. None of this stuff is easy. But come on, man! You get you get the you get the you know Lita out there doing her like finishing moves. We got you know all we got. You know Becky's gonna do the leg drop off the top rope through some table again or whatever. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's just there's Eo Sky. They're showing out against Becky Lynch the other yeah. day. Yeah, Trish and Lita are gonna get a you still yeah. got a chant in some way, shape, or form. Absolutely, I just up. think that the that the moments of this match are gonna add up to a match. Now, again, rank it. I put you really on the spot. Is this going to be? I mean, I think that the up. I mean, the the absolute upside for this match is like, I'm looking at the card too. Well, that's what Seven? I was saying. It's like Se like six because the it's not that there are low expectations for this match. It's that people don't know what to expect, and and honestly, that's a great spot to be in, right? When when people because people are going to go into this match with an open mind, and so that's going to leave them a lot of room. But, if you, just but just from a totally everybody. like numerical point of view, if we're already talking about putting Theory Cena and Omos Lesnar into the top five-ish area, then there's no way this matches anything higher than an eight. I mean, I don't know. I may have been just being overly reductive no, yeah, here. Ben, I mean, do you wanna do you wanna book this? Do you wanna do you wanna I'm I'm booking it as a damage control win. Uh-huh. With sprinkled in 
with some Indy Hartwell interference. Oh, you're just going to so, make that a ooh. make that a thing. Adding because it like her and Bailey have that actual out of real life uh-huh. connection and, and relationship. Um, and obviously, Indy's going to be at Stand and Deliver too. But mm-hmm. I, you know, uh, I think with uh, with the way Damage Control came together at SummerSlam, mm-hmm. you know, the, a lot of steam coming out of that. You know, has their trajectory been on that same up? Probably not. And I think this is a way to kind of inject some life into them, um, kind of moving forward and give them a big win. They, they, you know, I talked earlier about how Seth needs a win. I think they need a win. They do need a win. Here's they need the a thing. win big time. They need a win. They also sort of, there's a little plateau feeling with them, right? Do they need a win? I mean, what are we going to do next with damage control that we haven't already done? I they think did tease the, some dissension on Monday. They did. Yeah. They did. So. The, the, the tease. Mm-hmm. They, but they did. Uh, here's what I'll say. If you're not all in on damage control, sure. So what do we need to do? You can either give them a win or you can sort of start, go ahead and start rebooting them. You know? If I was going to fantasy book this, I'm not saying this is what they're going to do. I'm not even saying this is what they should do. If I'm going to fantasy book this, I'm going to steal your Indy Hartwell idea. Just do the double, do the hide the surprise behind the surprise move. Do Indy Hartwell joins up with damage control and Trish turns on her friends to join damage mm. control. Now damage control is like the real NWO of women of the women's wrestling world, right? Just to have like a huge, it's part legacy, part whatever. It's like it, you have the it, it could just make it a huge thing, re like rebuild it as something that's like unstoppable, and that's just the they're just the institution moving forward. That said, the Hollywood uh, Trish Hogan, like would Hogan be like, she's the third woman or the fourth woman? Exactly. <laughs> she's the fifth woman. Is Hartwell officially in the group? Okay, she's the fifth woman. <laughs> Just going to the desk here. Um, I'm going to stick with my pick for damage control to win. Just relying on Becky Lynch calling that. Yeah. But uh, I think that there's a, I think that, I mean, the, the baby faces winning are an easy pick too. Uh, Greg, who do you got in this match? Damage control. I mean, listen, it's like I said, it's three legends, but at the end of the day, a well-oiled machine is tough to beat. Yeah. They sprinkled in a little bit of dissension, but I mean, we've seen that. We've seen that with the Bloodline. We've seen that with the Street Profits. We've seen that with every great tag team that come, they come back stronger after a little, just a little bit of a recalibrating. So, damage Cash, control. Who you got? I got the legends. Give me Lita, Trish, Becky, winning. Um... I think there might be some dissension afterwards, especially in Raw after Mania. I keep my eyes on that, especially to do what the tag team, uh, the women's tag team titles, what you want to do with that. Uh, but since it's a three-on-three three match and there's no real stakes as far as the titles are concerned, I think we get a happy ending with Becky, Lita, and Trish. They get both the legends the turn heel. Maybe. Oh, they turn on Becky? I have a really stupid question. Wait, finish the picks here. Kerm, who you got? I'll take the legends. Ben? Damage control. Brian? I'm going damage control. I don't trust Trish Trez. I have a really, Brian, Stack Guy Greg, you guys are the pro wrestling history pedants here. Uh, I have a really serious question, really serious kayfabe question. If you're in a tag team and one of the members of the tag team wants to leave the tag team to go be with somebody else, but they're the, but you're the tag team champions, how do you, how do you, how do you facilitate that? You have to defend as part of a tag. If you're just like. Me and Ben are tag team champions. I want to be now in a new tag team with Kaz. I don't want to ever see Ben's face again, except if I'm punching it. What happens <laughs> in storyline? You. I guess in storyline, we'll go well, ahead. Well, here's what happens. Here's what happens. The tag team gets antagonized by a challenger 
who, whatever their skill set is, the main thing that they are able to do is on the mic, they feel like you feel like they're goading both members of the tag team. Oh, I don't need a partner, mystery partner. I'll challenge you. You set it up, you put the titles on the line, and who's the mystery partner? <laughs> but your own partner that wants to leave you and so join two on one. He, they pull a Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes lost the tag team titles to himself. Oh, yeah. By doing exactly <laughs> that. Wait, related question. Under the Freebird rule, which I wholeheartedly endorse, if somebody leaves the trio, do they still have a claim to, the be- to a piece of the belt? I think they do. I think they do. I think they do. Right. The tag team still exists. Yeah. That would be a good moment for like a member of uh, of, of like the new day to like to be a free agent, right? Put go out to the highest bidder. It's like I'm one third of the tag team champions. Doesn't get much better than this. If you if you get me, you get at least a third of the second most important tag team. And then we can, the and then we can, we can grandfather, we can freebird, we can freebird all my new friends into this too. We can wrestle. Oh, anyway, this is getting too confusing. All right, I think we all got our picks in. Um, is this re- okay? So we are getting. Both women's title matches on night one? Is this thing real? Allegedly. Allegedly. Really? I don't know. According to Wikipedia. Well, we'll just keep picking because who sure, knows? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure some of these things might change uh, uh, there. It's it's Wikipedia. You know they never lie. Let's go with <laughs> um let's go with Flair versus well, I'll go in order. Let's go with Bianca Belair versus Asuka first. Um Kaz, you wanna uh do you wanna pick it, rank it, or book it? Um I don't have much to book because I don't even really know the story. Like, there hasn't been much of a story between the two, except, like, they were friends once, and she won the chance to win the title. And That's all true. Asuka's changing her hair and spitting stuff, and that's pretty much it, right? <laughs> like, there's not much there to it. I think this is a, a, a Bianca Belair showcase. Um, she is in her female John Cena wave at the moment, so uh, it, it behooves them to have Bianca Belair lose to anybody that they don't plan on elevating uh, to a main event sort of level and i think that's what they're saving the rhea ripley's for the nxt call-ups for uh there's a bunch of people over there that that have the opportunity to you know once you build somebody that big and you're that big of a star it doesn't really make sense to have you know the title dropped to somebody who's kind of been around for a while you know and and you have, you have the opportunity to make somebody especially when the division's been a little bit in flux for the past couple of months so um i, I got bianca on this um I think it's going to be a fun match. I think uh, we get to see we get to see Prime Oscar in a, in a, in a great uh, showcase, uh, in a great spot. But I, I got Bianca taking this one. Yeah, I I also have Bianca taking this one. I do think it's going to be a fun match, and it's like you said, it she's in Jane Cena mode, and it's hard to bet against that. But yeah. also, you know, you walked right up to this point with Oscar. She's spitting more stuff in people's faces because she's sort of descending into into some madness and. Um, Nothing fuels dissent more than a, a big loss on the big stage. So if we're going to see Asuka go darker, I think that the catalyst for that needs to be a big loss um, to Jane Cena. All right. The comparisons are on. I mean, that, I mean that's your, you guys are saying the right thing. But like, and I know we got a reality show to factor into this whole thing. And, you know, just Bianca's like a face of WWE in the way that few others are, but you're comparing her to John Cena, comparing her implicitly to Roman Reigns in terms of just like, let the championship reign continue because of how elite she is. You got to save her for this big moment. That's what everyone's been saying about Roman. Well, you can't lose to 
Sami Zayn because you got to keep uh, you got to get to the thousand day mark. You got to be there at WrestleMania after this long reign. The Bianca Belair reign is not touching either of those other two things on its own. It's not. But so in any and and, and I and, listen. And I'm going to pick. Is, I, I'm going to spoiler alert. I'm going to pick Bianca Belair as the winner of this match, and I kind of think she should win this match. But like, isn't this exactly win? In almost any other situation, you just like, especially with all the padding of the rest of the two night event you have around it and all the big matches, isn't this exactly when you shock us all with an Oscar win and just and let her, let Bianca Belair like get it back? Like let her chase it? Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll you know, I'll be, I could be talked into it. There's definitely a, um, there's definitely a, a fun part of, all of us sort of being like, oh, well, of course. Like, that's that's kind of what made the John Cena runs so fun. It was those unexpected, like, oh, shit, Rob Van Dam's a champion. Oh, shit, Edge is the champion. You know what I mean? And the the difference between those two and, you know, Asuka is I think Rob Van Dam and Edge were built more properly to have these sort of, like, star-aligning moments to beat the unbeatable John Cena, right? Like, and that's kind of what it's going to take for, you know, somebody to come and take Bianca Belair out. I don't think they've really had, like, those star-aligning moments yet to where it's like, oh, shit, like, this kind of makes a lot of sense. And, you know, it still doesn't, it doesn't make Bianca look any worse for wear, you know what I mean, losing the titles or anything like that. But I think if it happens with not that much sort of uh, anticipation buildup, anything like that, then uh, I think you're kind of wasting the rain. But also, I'll add, Two things. If Bianca loses at night one of WrestleMania, then she will be just shy of the one-year mark. Mm. Don't You're already there. Just a 365. Just give her the, the one year as, as champion. But also, listen, spooky champs are hard to book. Spooky champs are spooky hard to book. Spooky champs yes. are very hard to book. Is Asuka in spooky, spooky territory yet? Or is she just... She's, she's flirting with it. Is she still like Spooky's just knocking at the door. Muda. Spooky's knocking at the door and she, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's listen. Close. We got the the only the only way I can see somebody convincing me on Oscar. You got the great Muda going into the Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? The night before, if you if if she comes out in a great Muda tribute, like face paint, does the mask, the mist, all that type of stuff, I could I could be convinced for an Oscar underdog win. Uh, you know, with with the, with the great Muda watching in the crowd, but that's the only way I could kind of see it happening. I mean, you said underdog win, the betting odds, which I I'm, I'm just permanently going to have up for the rest of the show, by the way, <laughs> would lean more towards what what Dave was saying, which could be a surprise Oscar really? win. She, I mean, it's, it's it's close. She's a minus 130 okay. to win. Bianca's a minus 110. So it's it's close, but I don't, I don't think so here's my thing, right? Like Bianca Belair's never convincingly lost the title before, right? Like the oh, her only L when it came to the championship was that shit the in SummerSlam surprise, with yeah. Becky Lynch and surprising it, right? So like it'll have to be like a knockdown sort of drag out sort of fight for Bianca, I think, to take the L. And you know, if there's any time for her to take the L, it probably would be WrestleMania. So if you're gonna start a new story with her. Who knows? Maybe well, we the, maybe the conversation about like the lack of build towards there you, you know go. women's storylines is maybe it takes a Bianca being like, "Yo, shit's kind of dry. Take the title off me." Or maybe Let's it takes, or, may, or maybe it takes 
Asuka being a, a legitimate challenger, which can only really be affected going forward by her winning. Yes, yes, exactly. Like maybe maybe Bianca has been built too strongly and the entire division, and, and in addition to extenuating circumstances, no Mercedes, no Trinity, a lot of people have left. Charlotte just came back. Ronda, we don't know what's going on with her. Rhea having to be on SmackDown. There's definitely been a lot of extenuating circumstances to why, like, the women's roster and the women's storylines probably hasn't been as strong as in years past, but... I think Bianca, you know, uh, if if that's if that's a real thing going on around there, maybe that's what you do. Maybe you just put a shock in the system and shake things up and say, "All right, like you know, I could be I could be talked into an Oscar win now." And I think I almost did. I think I am talked into it. Let's do picks, Greg. Who you got? I, I feel like I I also was talked into an Oscar win, but but I'm gonna make it official by picking Bianca Belair though. Kaz. Because of the betting odds, I think I'm gonna still say Bianca, <laughs> right? Like just because I, it's no, I, I'm, you know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Bianca. But they, but if I was gonna book it, I would put Oscar over. Yeah. Brian? Okay. I'm that. going with Bianca, but I think she's laid out at the end, and we see a new, even spookier Oscar, and this starts the chapter of a new story. I like That's that. That's a really specific pick. <laughs> That's extremely I've been specific. thinking about it for weeks. <laughs> 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 this reminds me of Shinsuke AJ at WrestleMania 34. Yes. All right. All right. So are we actually going to tie Muda into this? Maybe Ooh. we have the the He'll be there. We can have like the Muda the Muda Nakamura. He definitely will be there. Pop. What? And Cal is going to pop cuz he yeah. wants to see Muda. Cal in might cry. Yeah. He might he's not going to pop. He might cry. You right. Kerm, <laughs> who you got? Um Bianca. Ben? It's really close for me. I'm barely going to go Oscar. Yeah, I'm barely. I'm barely Bianca at this point. Barely Bianca. Barely Bianca sounds, sounds like, like a 90s sitcom. That sounds like a perfume I bought my girlfriend in eighth grade you know, or something. Uh, Barely Bianca on Disney Channel. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube. Car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Let's roll over the other match. Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. Um, Stack Guy Greg. Rhea. I mean... No, you're picking Picket? You want to book it, pick it, or rank it? Listen, I'm going to... I'm going to pick it. I'm going to go Rhea. Oh, is this a Stone Cold Lock? You're going to Stone Cold Lock it. That's the new option on the show. Yeah. I'm going to Stone Cold Lock it in. Rhea Ripley, <laughs> man. It's locked in. It's locked in again. It's just effects. because. I know I said spooky champs are hard to book just 30 seconds ago. Um, Not Rhea. But Rhea, yeah. Rhea is, is on another level. And listen, Judgment Day 2 have been on another level. It, it it's I know this is Charlotte Flair. I know that when WrestleMania comes around, Charlotte's in go mode, almost unstoppable at WrestleMania. But the Rhea Ripley that she stands to face now 
is not the same little girl that she faced. And I don't mean that condescendingly, just in that she was younger, but it's not the girl that she faced a few years ago. Um, this Rhea Ripley is going to push her to the limit, is going to break her, is going to take her title, and uh, Judgment Day is going to, it's going to be the, f- the start of Judgment Day's uh, victory lap for the weekend. I agree. Well, you think Judgment Day is going to go, just going to go three for three? Three for three. I agree. I think that's the move. I think Judgment Day. I mean, is Priest I mean, in the Battle Royal or anything? Is, is there any chance Priest can come out with a W? I don't think Priest is in the Battle Royal. Is Priest, he? I don't think so. But Priest is Priest is going to put hands on somebody. Listen, I think it'll be oh, for sure. Dom. Somebody, be somebody's Dom. getting hands and feet courtesy of, of Damian Priest. And, and listen, who knows? Monday we could see Judgment Day walking out with somebody's title, um, somebody's spirit, and somebody's mask. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm looking forward to. Wait, edges, edges the spirit. Yeah, they're gonna break. They're gonna <laughs> take his. They're gonna take his spirit. Edge is gonna 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 take another break after another big loss. I can see that. Oh, we're getting you we're getting our ninth about. surprise return from Edge <laughs> on his day. Oh my God, he's back <laughs> exactly for the ninth time. <laughs> um, I don't know how they booked. Edge has booked so many gimmick matches since his return. Yeah. And he didn't, and he cut his hair without doing a hair match. He was like, the shouldn't they? Match should, ever. What, how great would it be? Should have lost if, his hair. To how hair great match. would it be if 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 if, uh, if Finn was shaving his head in the cage at the end of this match or something? Wouldn't that <laughs> just be a fantastic visual? That'd anyway, be a dope visual. Um, but, um, I'm 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 leaning uh, as far as booking it is concerned. I think I'm not booking the match, but I'm booking the future of it. I just think there's just a vision of a women's champion being led by four dudes. Four dudes. No, being the three leader dudes. of being the three leader. dudes. Yeah. yeah, being the leader of three dudes that I think is a vision that oh, we talked about the other day. It's so great. We wanted for a long time, like you know. So I think I think Rhea wins this one. I think this is the start of a very long SmackDown um, championship reign. Um, I think this is the start of a very long uh, run of SmackDown on, from the Judgment Day. And um, yeah, it just kind of feels like it's the right thing to do. The the way that the titles kind of came off of Ronda into Charlotte mm-hmm. as quickly as it did kind of lends me to believe like, okay, well, maybe they aren't necessarily sure of, you know, working Ronda with Rhea, but there's a story in Rhea and Charlotte that makes more sense. And that's kind of why they got the titles off her in the fashion that they did in the way that they did. So, um, and there's a story to kind of tell back from Tampa as well that hasn't really been completed. I think it was like a story of overconfidence with with Rhea Ripley and, you know, not really being ready for the moment. And I think now she's a little bit more fleshed out, fully, uh, you know, fully thought out character. Oh, yeah. With backup and uh, a voice and, you know, uh, motivation, you know what I mean? With Dom and all this type of shit. Like, and... Charlotte Flair's story is she's Charlotte Flair and she's in the main event and she's a champion everywhere she goes. And that's great and all, but I kind of feel like what about Monday or I guess in this case, what about Friday has to do with the entire Judgment Day and the year that they've had. Uh, so with, with Rhea Ripley being like the true leader of that group coming out with, uh, you know, the SmackDown Women's Championship. So I think, uh, I think Rhea takes this one. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, I think that the the... The Ripley era, the mommy era, like it's going to be, it's it's ready to begin. I think there's she so much. Too much shirts. They made her too many shirts. It's time. <laughs> right, right. Once you get too many shirts, it's like, oh yeah, you're going to be a big deal. It's time. Yeah. I mean, think of all the merch stuff they're going to be able to do. Think of all the stuff they can do with her as champ. Too. Yeah. I mean, I know it's not what you were saying. It's like, there's so many. I mean, the opportunities here are really just. Just the crazy. visual of just her just sitting there and like. All three of those badass dudes, you know what I mean? If if, if Dominic is wearing the mask at this point, or oh, yeah. at least takes the mask right there, and and 
you know, Finn is in demon mode. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's an ill visual. Oh, dude. Demon, you know I mean? mask, Demon mask belt, and, and, and Damien Priest. And Damien Priest just being <laughs> Damien Priest. <laughs> and House Kitchen Bouncer. <laughs> like, that is a badass visual right there. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it, man. I think that's the move for Judgment Day. Oh, man. I mean, I don't know. This might be the shortest conversation we have. Uh, I, do we all agree? that? Does anybody want to pick Charlotte Flair in this whole room? No, but, I, but it's, <laughs> listen, it's a compliment to Charlotte, right? No, yes. no, I just think that the way you, I just. She's uh, not getting her 16 I championships think, if she holds on to this. My one. guess True. is her odds are not bad. I'm not saying there's no way she's going to do it. I just think that like, I just, it just, this feels like one where the smart marks stars are all aligned here, right? I mean, who, like, what is the argument going to be? Is it, what, what, what are the odds? Charlotte is plus 500 to retain. Rhea is minus 1,000. So that's really that's those are that's a big those are big odds for WrestleMania, right? Heavy favorites. Or uh, Rhea is a heavy favorite, right? Does anybody want to pick Charlotte? I definitely do not want to pick Charlotte. No. <laughs> is no there are, is there any chance of shenanigans? Is there any chance that we get a non finish and Charlotte retains? You know, all these pickup like that's the one thing I've been thinking about. I'm like, there's got to be some sort of night one shenanigans, right? It's all been really by the book. All our predictions. I'm like, what's what's the, what's what constitutes that shenanigans? If anybody in the world came in and attacked Charlotte, causing her to win, or wait, yeah, causing a DQ finish, whatever, and Charlotte to retain. Who is it? Is there anybody that we care about that we haven't seen in a minute that could, like, beat up Charlotte and it would make us care? I'm not even, this isn't like a, this isn't meant to be a rhetorical question, I mean, but the answer might be there's nobody out I there. I don't think there's anyone well, out help there. Her, help her the only win two clean. Pe- the only two people are not going to show up. Yes, right? and we know the other <laughs> Mercedes two. Mercedes and Trinity are not <laughs> showing up. They're not showing up to go at damage control. They're not showing up to to put the paws on Bianca. They're not show, but those are the names, right? But they those might. Are, those are the names. Those what, are, what about Stacey Keebler? She's going into the Hall of Fame. There's a long history. There's not a long history. <laughs> uh, She's got her uh, She knows how to use it. I think, I'm, I'm, I think <laughs> I, but that's actually the answer. Short of a short of a uh, Sasha Banks return, I don't see any. I don't. I don't know what the contrivance is for Charlotte to. Can I, mean, I can I throw a monkey wrench into our our our, our prediction show yeah. real quick? Is there a possibility of a, a Jeff a Hardy Boys type of debut return? Cody Rhodes debut return? Anything like that on night one? For anybody? For anybody? Is it Sasha? Is it Randy Orton? Is it Riddle? Oh, to is give it, us something on night one instead of like saving it all for night two yeah, and Monday? Yeah, there's got to be something. They're definitely going to set up something for night two. Now, I don't know if we do a thing where we get... Bray, maybe? A Bray, a Steve Austin, or whatever. Like, I don't think we're going to get an Austin match night two, but could you do something on night one to set up a Austin, you know, LA night showdown? That, like, that's been, you yeah. know, people have been theorizing that. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think that we'll get something. Would there be a shot? Who's a shocking return? I mean, is there gonna like who's like we gonna get FTR out there? Like, what do you like? What are you Ooh. expecting? <laughs> Wait, so FTR's last match, well, the potential last match would be what next week in uh yeah in UBS Arena. <laughs> That'd be some shit. When is when is NXT Saturday? Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saturday so, morning. So if yeah. so if Braun or Mello were gonna be called up, they could be called up on the spot. Every, um, everyone is at their disposal this weekend. That's not going to happen. But I'm just trying to think of like all the possibilities. I think Randall. I think Randall Keith, yo. 
that's that's my that's my Randy money. does kind of feel like a night one moment, especially because mm-hmm. people have been predicting it some. Just come, do the hits, hit an RKO. <laughs> you know what I mean? Randy Orton RKOs Rhea Ripley, <laughs> allowing Charlotte to get the win. They talked to me. I don't know. Right, won't be the first time Randy's RKO'd a woman, and and Rhea Ripley has put herself in the position of you know wrestling with dudes a lot, so. <laughs> maybe Randy sees that as an opportunity. Having maybe, her, maybe, having her maybe go, Randy Orton, uh, you know, Randy his, Charlotte, his legacy, his legacy uncle Ric Flair. Yeah, Randy, Randy and Charlotte <laughs> yeah. put legacy back together. <laughs> Dude, I'm into this. Randy Let's and Charlotte together, I can totally get behind. That'll be hilarious. There's some there too. There's some. There's some there. <laughs> oh man, some my there. fantasy wheels are spinning right now. All right, <laughs> nobody's got Rhea Ripley. I mean, no one's got Charlotte Flair in this, right? All right, so I'm not, not even gonna, I'm not even going to ask the question. All right. And that brings us to what we believe is the end of night one uh, for WrestleMania 39. We're going to, you know, do a quick jog around the Spotify campus and then come back here immediately and do night two. But for you listening to this, thank you for listening. Stay tuned in to the Ringer Wrestling Show feed. We got lots and lots of content headed your way. Um, until then, thank you to Ben. Thank you to Kerm. Thank you to Brian. Thank you to Stack Guy Greg, and of course, thank you to my partner Kaz. Uh, we'll see you back here in like 35 minutes, you guys. <laughs>